Hello, and welcome back to the podcast. In this episode of the podcast, this is the 16th episode, so that means 16 weeks, so that's four months now of doing the podcast. And in this episode, I thought it's fitting, since Seattle announced their name, there's a Kraken now, I thought it'd be fitting to do an expansion draft, a mock draft. So it's as if today there was a draft. As of to- If the draft was as of today, that's what I'm doing. That's how I'm protecting them and picking that's who I'd be keeping as the team. So, like, if I was doing it as of 2021, I would say, okay, maybe Tory Krug will go to a different team. So, Boston will, will protect a guy like Matt Grizzlick or something of like that. That's just an example. And, yeah, so let's get right into it here. So, I'm going to go as if team-wise, and then I'll make my lines at the end. So, from the Anaheim Ducks... I was, this was a hard one for me. I was thinking either Ryan Miller, because he's a good veteran, and then I was thinking Jacob Larson, young defenseman. It was either him, they were either going to protect Larson, or not Montour, what's his name now? Drawn blank. Um, so I, I picked Isaac Lundestrom. I was also thinking Troy Terry, but I feel like Lundestrom has a good future. He was drafted in 2018, 23rd overall, first round. And this season, he played 15 games with the Ducks, and he had 4 assists, and he was a minus 2. That's pretty good, since he's fairly young, and the Ducks were not a very good team this season. And then in the AHL, he had 43 games played with 21 points. That's pretty solid. And last season, 2018-19, he played 15 games with the Ducks, 2 points, and he played 12 games in the AHL at 6 points. So he's not a high point scorer, but I feel like he's a great future in the Ducks organization, and he'd, he'd be a great fit. In the Seattle Kraken. Moving on to the Arizona Coyotes. I picked a goalie. Uh, there's lots of good goalies. They have probably the best goalie core out of any team. I picked Auntie Ranta. Because Darcy Kemper is definitely that number one goalie. So they don't really need him. Auntie Ranta was actually undrafted. He has a bit of a lower cap hit. $4.25 million. till 2022. So that's a pretty good contract I'd say. And this season, in 33 games, he had a 2.63 goals against average and a 9.21 save percentage. That is a very solid, very solid numbers. So I feel like he'd be a great backup. I'm not going to name the starter yet. You'll have to find out later on. He played for the Blackhawks. He was traded to the Rangers, and now he's on the Coyotes. He's been very solid for the Coyotes. He was their starter, but Darcy Kemper really just emerged this season. So I feel like they're going to keep him. I was also thinking between two defensemen. There's Alex Goligoski, Jason Demers. Because they're protecting Chicharin, OEL, Chicharin, OEL, and Yalmerson. So that's the Coyotes. And let's move on to the Bruins here. And for the Bruins, I actually picked Sean Corrale. I feel like he'd be a great third line to second line center for the Kraken. I was thinking Matt Grizzlick, but I feel like they already have a strong enough decor. So I feel like they don't really need Matt Grizzlick. But this season, in 69 games played, he had 23 points, 6 goals, 17 assists. Very solid numbers considering he was 3rd, 4th line. Probably 4th line, actually. And in 2018-19, in 71 games, he had 21 points. Very solid numbers. He'd be a great fit for the Seattle Kraken. So that's why I think they'd take him. There's also Yaroslav Halak, but they have a good, go- better goalies to choose from. And moving on to the Buffalo Sabres. From Buffalo, I think they will select... Defenseman Brandon Montour. And you could be thinking, what the heck? Why is this guy unprotected? He's a solid defenseman. 
you're not wrong. He is a solid defenseman. But you got Rasmus Ristolainen, Rasmus Dahlin, and what is the other guy's name? There was another good defenseman that I thought they'd protect instead. Oh, Henry Yokiharju. I feel like he's just such a solid young guy that you don't want to lose him. So I feel like Brandon Montour, they'd be willing to lose. And in the season with the Buffalo Sabres, in 54 games played, he had 18 points. Very solid numbers for a defenseman. Five goals, 13 assists. He was a plus 13. That's very solid, especially considering he was on the Buffalo Sabres. And the season before, in his first in his first full season in the NHL, 80 games played, he had 32 points, so he can put up the points. He's a bit of a two-way defenseman, so I feel like he'd be a great fit, great third to second pairing defenseman for the Seattle Kraken. And moving on, we have the Calgary Flames. And from Calgary, this is an interesting one. People might not agree with me here. I picked Dylan Dubé, 22 years old, he's a centerman. Very solid guy. I was all deciding between TJ Brody and Mark Giordano. I just think they won't protect Giordano because he's... There's other guys you could protect who are better. Not Maybe not better, but they have more of a future. So I feel like that would be more solid. And in 45 games with the Flames, he actually had 16 points. Very impressive. So I feel like he'd be a great pick. Great pickup for the Seattle Kraken. Great third, fourth line center. He could play the wing as well. I'd recommend putting on the wing for the first year maybe and then putting at center. And moving on. Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, people might be mad at me with this one. He has a no trade clause, not a new mo no move clause. So he can be drafted by the Seattle Kraken. And I think he will. There's also other guys you could take. I, maybe... James Reimer, he'd be a great solid backup, but you already have other backups who are, would be a lot better in these scenarios. So I think that's who they're going to take and keep. So Jake Gardner, he did not have a great year this season. He had a good amount of points, but he was a minus 24. It seems like everything was going wrong. He had he actually had four goals and 20 assists for 24 points in 68 games. And he just didn't look as good as he did before in a Leafs uniform even though he wasn't too solid for the Leafs he still was a better player there like last season with the Leafs he had 30 points and he was a plus 19 like that's that's much better than 24 points and he also had 62 games played instead of 68 which makes a big difference and I'm kind of sad that Jake Garner didn't have as good of a season as I, most people would have liked and moving on We've got the Colorado Avalanche. And this is a very interesting one. I like Philip Grubauer. I really do. But I think they'll protect Francis. I think Francis is a much better goalie. So Grubauer is up for the pick in here. Even though he was a starter. Francis is younger. You have Eustace Annan coming up in a couple years. So I feel like Grubauer would definitely be the better pick. And he'd be a great backup. Great backup slash AHL goalie, I guess. But you could always trade him for a first, early first, late first. Most likely a late first. But this season, in 36 games played with the Colorado Avalanche, he had a 2.63 goals against average and a 9.16 save percentage. I mean, it's not the best, but it's also not the worst. So, you gotta think, there's other guys you could lose who are maybe better. 
So, um, I th I don't think I th definitely think they'd be sad to see him go, but overall, it's not the worst person they could lose. They could lose like a guy like Samuel Gerard or someone like that. And next, going in alphabetical order is the Columbus Blue Jackets, and I think they're gonna take Mar Marcus Nunavara. I feel like. Ryan Murray's more proven as a defenseman, and Marcus Nudevara hasn't quite proven himself yet. I feel like he'd be a great third line, third pair defenseman for Seattle Kraken on this stacked defensive core. He played very good for Columbus. I mean, he only had nine points, but he was a very solid defensive defenseman. He was a plus two. He was dealing with injury troubles like everyone, it seemed like, on the Columbus Blue Jackets, but... If you look at his stats from the year before, in 80 games, he had 21 points. Very solid defenseman. Very impressive. Great year. Great defenseman. Great pickup for the Seattle Kraken. Next pick, we have the Dallas Stars. And from Dallas, this might be an interesting one. I thought he was going to get traded at the deadline, so I think he, it's fitting for him to get a move now. And that's Matthias Janmark. I would love to see him go to a team like Columbus at the deadline, but here we are. He's still on Dallas, and um, he didn't have the greatest year. He had a good year point-wise, 21 points. He's not your your first-line scorer by any means. 21 points. He was a minus 5, 62 games played, 6 goals. Not a very good amount of goals. He was on a good pace before the deadline. I think after the deadline, he kind of dropped off. But yeah, he's fairly cheap, $2.3 million. He won't add too much to their cap. So yeah, I feel like that's a great pickup for the Dallas Stars. And moving on, we got the Detroit Red Wings. And from Detroit, I have Robbie Fabry here. But I was deciding between Perlini and Fabry. I feel like Perlini's a bit better. So Fabry, I think, will be going to the Seattle Kraken. And he's still on a 900, 900k contract, so that's pretty cheap. And his stats this season, he was with St. Louis. In St. Louis, in nine games played, he had one point, one goal. He was a minus four. But with Detroit this year, I mean, you, you won't expect him to have this plus 30, plus 10, even, even plus one. Because they were a bad team. He was a minus 29, but he had 14 goals and 17 assists on Detroit, which is very impressive. That's very good numbers. Congrats on him. Congrats to him. There was other players you could have picked. It was kind of hard to decide, but I thought overall, Robbie Fabry is the better player. And that's who I thought they were going to take. So, yeah. Moving on to Edmonton. I feel like this is who everyone who will do an expansion draft video, podcast, they're going to take Adam Larson from the Oilers. There's no one really else you can take unless you want Tyler Ennis. But, or Mike Smith, maybe Miko Koskinen, but I think Miko Koskinen would be protected. And Adam Larson, with the Oilers this season, he had six points in 49 games played. Not impressive at all. Very bad numbers, but it was the Oilers, so can't blame him. At last season with the Oilers, he had 20 points, was a minus 28. He's not your average top four defenseman by any means he's definitely not worth taylor hall i can't I, i'm not gonna talk about it now i'm not gonna talk about it now horrible trade 
We're going to leave it at that. But no, I don't think Adam Larson... I don't think anyone else really could have been taken instead of Larson. Unless you want Caleb Jones. I think... I think I For protected defensemen, I went with Clefblom, Nurse, and Bear. I feel like Ethan Bear has the most potential on that decor there. Instead of Caleb Jones, I could have picked Caleb Jones. But I think Ethan Bear would definitely be a better pickup. So I went with... Ethan Baird is save. Moving on, we have the Florida Panthers. And from Florida... I picked Colton Sevier. And I think Colton Sevier is a solid guy. He's a great veteran. Um, That's really... There's not much to say about him. He's a great... Great player. On Florida this season, he there was like a lot of guys you could have picked for Florida. But the reason I picked him is... For protected, I'm going to go with who they protected. So I protected on the forwards. I protected Jonathan Huberto, Alex Barkov, Mike Hoffman, Dadanov, Eric Halla, Noel Achari, and Henrik Borgström. And then on defense, I protected Aaron Ekblad, Keith Yandel, Michael Matheson. And in goalies, I had to protect automatically Sergei Bobrovsky. I mean, you could have got went with Mark Pissick, Anton Strawman, but they already have some pretty good defense. So I thought, why why pick him? And you could also went with Brett Connolly, but he's a bit more expensive than Colton Sevier. You could have went with Brian Boyle. I would have loved to see Brian Boyle go. But I feel like Colton Sevier is that next tier of forward. So that's the reason I picked Colton Sevier. And if you don't like it, do your own draft. <laughs> that's all I got to say there. And moving on from Florida, we're going to go to L.A. here. And from L.A., I didn't think there was really anyone to pick. So I went with Austin Wagner. Um... There's not much you could say about Wagner. He's a very good player. Definitely not the worst by any means. He's definitely not the best by any means. He's 23. He definitely has some potential. And I thought he played really good with Nashville a couple years ago in their playoff runs when Nashville still made playoff runs. This season with the LA Kings, he had 11 points in 65 games. Pretty decent. And the year before with the Kings, also... 21 points. Now, and this is a different Austin Wagner. Who was I thinking of? Not Austin Wagner. Oh, wow. That's weird. But, yeah. Pretty solid numbers. He played with the Regina Pats in the AWHL. WHL. And he had 66 points in 60 games. 64 games before coming to LA. Very solid numbers. A very solid player. And the most... They're probably the most um, pick that people are going to get mad at. I've watched other expansion draft videos and podcasts, listened to them. And I've seen everyone, literally everyone, pick Jonas Brodeen from the Wild. But I think there's other defensemen that I'd rather have than Jonas Brodeen. So I went with Ryan Donato. Ryan Donato is a personal favorite player of mine all in the Wild. So I I thought he'd be a great fit. He's a great player in general. He played great for the Bruins. I th- I think he has a great potential. He could definitely be a top six forward almost right away for the 
Kraken if they wanted him to, if they wanted to play like that. Uh, this season, with that Minnesota Wild, he had 62 games played. Not a lot of games. 14 goals and 9 assists for a plus 5 and 23 points. Very solid numbers, actually. Uh, Minnesota Wild is a pretty mediocre team this season. I didn't think they were going to go too far. So, But I think he performed pretty well. And when he first came to the Wild last season, in 22 games, he had 16 points. Compared to the 9 points he had in 34 games with the Boston Bruins. So, I think he definitely had an improvement. Or Minnesota Wild didn't play him as much minutes as they did the season before. So, that definitely was accountable for the drop in numbers. But he is a very solid player, and he has a very solid future. I think he'd be a great player for the Kraken. He is 24, but he can play anywhere on the forward. You can throw him on the left side, right side. You can even throw him in the middle if you wanted to. And moving on to the Montreal Canadiens, I have Joel Armia. I think Joel Armia is a very solid player. I loved watching him in the Jets. I was actually... I watched a Jets game once where he... He's on the penalty kill. He dumped it in off the backboard. It hit off the back wall, back glass, and went off the goalie's back and went in. So I thought that was pretty funny. He went to Winnipeg from the Evander Kane trade. It was probably the worst trade I've seen made by. Best trade the Jets have ever made, but the worst trade Sabres have made in quite a while. This season with the Montreal Canadiens, he had 30 points, 16 goals, and 14 assists in 58 games. Plus two, very solid numbers. And the season before with the Montreal Canadiens, he actually had 23 points and 57 games. So he had a bit of a step up this season. And with the Jets, he didn't really quite... He hit his career high, actually, in points this year. His career high. And I think he'll be a great piece in that third line for the playoff, for the Canadiens' playoff run this season. So I think... He's a very solid player, by for sure. He's not horrible by any means. So I, I think that's a great pick. He'd be a great pickup for the Kraken. He'd be a great penalty killer. He can kill penalties. So I feel like they'd definitely love to have him there in Seattle. Moving on, we got the Nashville Predators. And this guy will probably be the top left defenseman on the team. And this is Matthias Ekholm. They really have one of the better defensive cores in the league so it's kind of hard to pick who you wanted to protect um i protected fabro instead of ekholm that was kind of a deciding thing i think fabro is definitely the defenseman of the future for the preds so i feel like they they'd hate to see ekholm go but they love to see fabro stay so yeah uh this season with the Nashville Predators, Matthias Ekholm had 33 points in 68 games. Very impressive numbers. And the season before with the Nashville Predators, he had 44 points in 80 games. So I, th he, I think he was actually on pace to beat his career high this season if there was no COVID. Only if, we can only imagine. And he was a... Minus one this season because the the Predators were not the best team in the league compared to their Presence Trophy run. I think two years ago that was they weren't quite as good. And he actually has a cheap contract. He expires in 2022-2023. million dollars for your top pairing defenseman. Not too shabby. 
And after Matias Ekholm, oh my goodness, I totally forgot to use Chicago Blackhawks. From the Chicago Blackhawks, they will take Slater Cuckoo, the left defenseman. He really isn't that important. He probably won't even be playing on the NHL club. So, I'm so sorry about that. We'll look at Slater Cuckoo's stats, though, real quick. This season, with the Blackhawks, Slater Cuckoo, in 43 games played, he had 10 points. So, he wasn't even... I don't even think he battled injury troubles. I think he was just scratched, because... Uh, on a team like the Blackhawks, when you're getting scratched, you're definitely not going to make it on a team like the Seattle Kraken, who's a very solid team. And moving on, after the Nashville Predators, we have the New Jersey Devils. And I think the New Jersey Devils will take Connor Carrick. He was a great defenseman for the Toronto Maple Leafs, and I think that can reignite him as a great defenseman for the Seattle Kraken. This season, with the New Jersey Devils, he had 6 points in 29 games. He was minus 6. Not the worst numbers in the world, not the best. He was playing with the, in the AHL. I think he was doing some conditioning down there. He's battling injury troubles. He hasn't played a full season ever in his career, actually, to be honest. So, I feel like he'll, bat, he'll stick between the AHL. I feel like he'd be a great leader in the AHL. And maybe this can ignite a spark. Like, come on, man, pick up. Pick it up. You gotta if you wanna stay in the NHL, you gotta pick it up here, man. So I think he definitely could be a good defenseman for the Kraken AHL team, which we don't know what their AHL team will be called yet. It'll be interesting to see. Next up, New York Islanders. And people are gonna hate me for this, but I'm gonna pick Michael Dal Cole. I feel like he's a solid Solid guy. He definitely wasn't worth that fifth fifth overall selection in 2014. But I feel like he's kind of picked up his game. He had, he played 53 games with the Islanders this season. He had 10 points. He he definitely didn't do horrible. And his total amount of NHL games, he's had 17 points in 85 games. Not horrible. He was a minus 8 this season. But I think he was playing on that fourth line for the Islanders. And I feel like if you could get him... Maybe like an AHL role for the first year and then move him up to the fourth line. I feel like that'd be very solid. And last season, actually, with the Bridgeport Sound Tigers, in 34 games, he actually had 34 points. So that's very impressive. And the next team is the New York Rangers. And from the New York Rangers, I picked Philip Cheadle. He's 20 years old. He's an RFA. And I feel like he'd definitely be a solid pickup. But he's not a horrible pickup by any means. He was drafted 21st overall in the 2017 draft. And this season with the New York Rangers, he had 23 points in 60 games. Very solid numbers. He played one playoff game yesterday with the Rangers. No, that wasn't yesterday. Yeah, the Rangers did play yesterday. They lost. He didn't have a point or a plus minus even. Um, this year, he actually played with the Hartford Wolfpack for nine games. I think he got called up partly th partway through November. And he had three goals, six assists. And I feel like that's definitely a great pickup for him. For the Rangers, definitely a center who could play second to third line. He'd be a great middle six guy in the future. He's still got lots of time to develop. 
if you develop it right, he'd be a great pick and definitely not one to be mad at by any means. And I'm picking another Philip for the Ottawa Ottawa Senators. Philip Schlappick. I always mix Cheadle and Schlappick up a lot, and I'm probably not saying it right, saying Schlappick. But the way it just rolls off my tongue, Schlappick. He's from Czech Republic. And this season with the Ottawa Senators, he had 6 points in 31 games and 22 points in 37 games with the Belleville Senators. So he's definitely not a horrible player. He's a, he's a good player. Great future. He's still fairly young. I think he's 20 as well. No, he's 20. He's 23. He's drafted in 2015. But I still think he is a very solid player. Definitely not the worst pick. I w it was between him and Joey Decord. I didn't know if I wanted to pick three goalies so or four goalies. I feel like they'd pick one up in free agency as the AHL guy. And, yeah. Moving on from the Ottawa Senators, we have the Philadelphia Flyers. And from Philadelphia... I think this was a hard one for me. I feel like James Van Riemsdyk's getting paid too much. I did pick JVR. I was thinking they were going to protect either JVR or Voracek, and I think that they're going to protect Voracek. I was also thinking Ghost, but I feel like Ghost really did play pretty solid. He's kind of picking up his game in that return, that one game with when they played the Penguins. He didn't get any points, I don't think, but he definitely played better, and I definitely think he will have a bit of a rebound coming up and uh, improvement. So I think that they will keep him. And so JVR, I think, will be a great second-line, first-line guy for the Seattle crack, and he can play left wing. And, yeah, he's a bit expensive at $7 million, but I feel like they can afford it there. He had 40 points in 66 games, 19 goals, and 21 assists. So definitely not a career high by any means, but definitely not horrible. So, yeah, I feel like he'd be a great pickup. And moving on, we got the Pittsburgh Penguins. And from the Pittsburgh Penguins, I think they will select Connor Sheary. He will be leaving the Penguins again, going to Seattle Kraken. And Connor Sheary can play left wing or right wing. I think he's very versatile. He was undrafted. He played great for the Penguins in their 26. 15-16 playoff run, he had 10 points in 23 games. And in their second playoff run, 2016-17, 22 points, 22 games, and 7 points. So very solid numbers. Uh, in 8 games with the Penguins after the trade deadline, he had 4 points. Uh, I think if we had a bigger sample size, we would have been able to judge his return to the Penguins. But I think he is a very solid player. He had 19 points, 55 games with the Sabres. Definitely not. He didn't play as well with the Sabres. I don't think he really liked it there either. And I think he he loves being back in Penguin in the Penguins uniform. But I think he will inevitably go to the Seattle Kraken. I really like Connor Shearer. I was thinking Brandon Tanev, but I think he'd be a great fit. You can maybe throw him on a line and have him play with Armia and Lau or Kopp again. That'd be a great Jets reunion. But... I don't know. His contract's not the greatest. $3.5 million for six years. I would love to see him play, stay in a Jets uniform, but it's sad to see him go, but 
The Jets couldn't afford that at that time. And moving on from the Penguins, we have the San Jose Sharks. And from the San Jose Sharks, I think they're going to take a... I don't even know if you consider him a prospect, actually. He's 23 years old. Jeremy Roy. Wow, I don't know how to say it. He is French. I see those excess on top of the E's. Jeremy Roy. Wow. Jeremy Wow. That's how you say it. With the San Jose Barracuda this season, which is the San Jose Sharks AHL team, he had 35 games played, 8 points, plus 11, very solid numbers. And the year before with the San Jose Barracuda, he had 21 points in 58 games, so he definitely made some improvements. He stride, he made some strides in his game, and I think he has a very good future. He would play great in a Kraken uniform, staying with that animal sea creature teams. And yeah, next we have the St. Louis Blues, and this was a bit of a hard one for me. I was thinking David Perron, but I actually decided to go with Justin Falk. I feel like he was a bit underappreciated in St. Louis, and I feel like he played great for the Kraken. This season with St. Louis, in 69 games played, he had 16 points. So definitely some solid numbers. And last season with the Carolina Hurricanes, he had 35 points in 82 games. Very solid player. His NHL total, he's played 628 total NHL games, and he had 274 total NHL game points. So, I think he's very solid. He's a minus 103 in his career. But, he's played on some bad Carolina Hurricanes teams. So, we can't really blame him that much. Can we? And, moving on from St. Louis, we have the Tampa Bay Lightning. And, from Tampa Bay, I feel like this guy definitely needs a change of scenery from Tampa Bay. I think he's been needing one for a while and they've been trying to shop him actually i've heard and uh, that's alex Kalorn. he has no trade clause i feel like he's definitely a very solid player very solid guy he played great in the playoff runs that tampa bay was able to build not last season because they got swept never gonna stop making that joke poor tampa bay fans this season in 68 games played he had 49 points was a plus 19 on a very solid tampa bay lightning team Weren't any team by last year by any means. And he actually had his career high this season. So he's definitely been improving. He's been getting more minutes. He was a part of that triplets line a while ago. It was... No, that was not him. That was not Kalorn. That was Palat, Kucherov, and Johnson. But I was I was deciding between Kalorn or Johnson. I feel like Kalorn would be a better pickup for Seattle. So yeah, moving on. We got the Toronto Maple Leafs. And from Toronto... I'm thinking this guy would actually probably be their first-line center. And that's Alexander Kerfoot. He's a very solid centerman. And he played great that one season he played with the Avalanche. And this season with the Leafs, he had 28 points in 65 games. But he was also playing third-line minutes behind Matthews and Tavares. And I feel like on a team where he'd get those minutes, I feel like he'd improve. Either he's going to have a great season or he's going to play like absolute dog crap. Last season with the Avalanche, he had 42 points the year before, actually. 78 games played in 42 points. Very solid numbers. And the year before, he had 43 points in 79 games. So, I don't know. He's definitely not a horrible player, but he's definitely not the best player. And from the base, I was thinking him or Tyson Berry. But, I mean, Kerfoot, definitely, they need centermen. They don't have many good centermen. So, Tyson Berry was the pickup there.
or not Pleasantbury, Alexander Kerfoot was the pickup there. And after Toronto, we have the Vancouver Canucks. And from Vancouver, I got their starter. Vesna should have been a Vesna candidate. Jacob Markstrom, I feel like they would protect Demko. Demko is younger. He is the future. And you don't want to lose a solid elite prospect to an expansion draft. So I feel like they would take Demko. 43 games played for Markstrom this season. 2.75 goals against average and a 918 save percentage. Very solid numbers. He definitely, this is his career high in save percentage and goals against average. Oh no, not goals against average. In save percentage it is. Two years ago, he had his career high in safe goals against average. So yeah, I feel like he's definitely not not the worst pickup. He's definitely the best the best pickup that this crack can have. He probably would be a good trade bait if they really wanted to get like let's say they get snubbed in the lottery and they get the sixth overall pick like the Golden Knights do. They could always use him, him or Grubauer to move up. They could use Connor Carrick. And yeah, moving on, Vegas does not get to lose a player. It's very sad. They would lose a solid player, actually. They'd lose, like, a, a Jonathan Marsh or so, a Riley Smith, a guy like that. That would really push the Kraken over the edge. But apparently, they're not good enough or new enough to play. But they're top of their division almost every year that they've been in the league. So why can't they participate in this draft? Like, you got to be kidding me. It's kind of stupid, actually. And moving on, we got the Washington Capitals. And I think that they're going to lose a solid player, Brendan Dillon. I feel like Brendan Dillon would definitely be a good pickup for the Seattle Kraken. And he would definitely be missed by Capitals fans. Because he's a very solid player. This season with the Capitals, he had 10 games. He actually didn't have a point with the Capitals. He was a minus two. But with the San Jose Sharks, in 59 games played. He had 14 points, so I don't know. It's very solid. Not the worst in the world by any means. So yeah, he's actually played 598 career total games, and he's 114 career points. So he's a very solid guy. And last but certainly not least, from the Winnipeg Jets, this is a hard one for me. I was thinking either Nathan Beaulieu or. Mason Appleton or Adam Lowry, but I feel like Adam Lowry is just that solid third-line center for the Jets, so I think they're actually going to protect him, to be honest. They also could have taken Matthew Perot, but I think they're actually going to take Andrew Kopp. I feel like he's definitely an underrated player. I feel like he can get those second- to third-line minutes, and him reuniting with Armia, that penalty kill, that would just be insane in the membrane. Because I feel like he played great. He's been a great Jets player for a while. And I'd be sad to see him go. I'd be very sad to see him go. But I would purchase a Seattle Kraken Andrew Cobb jersey for sure. And this season with the Winnipeg Jets. In 63 games, he had 26 points. Very solid numbers. He was on pace for his career high. Uh, his career high is 28 points. So he's definitely a solid player. And I'd be very, it'd be very sad to see him go, but we could have lost better players like Mason Appleton. Definitely has a good future, but Cop is just proven now. So I feel like Kraken would rather have a proven now guy as a centerman. 
He could play second line minutes. You could honestly even throw him first line. He's had experience second line to first line. And playing him with a guy like JVR, I feel like that'd be a great fit. So yeah. So now, actually, we're done the expansion draft. So why don't we rearrange the lines just for fun? Arrange what I think the lines would look like. So I'm just going to pull up the lines here. And who I think that they will pick is their lines will be at center. First line, you got JVR on the left wing, Alex Kerfoot in the middle, and then Connor Sheary on the right wing. I feel like he's more proven. He'd play well with JVR. And then on the second line, I, I was thinking putting Reams Dyke here, but I could put Kaloran here. I have Kaloran, Corrale, and Donato. I feel like Donato would really prove himself on that second line, and I feel like it'd be a great fit. And on the third line, you got Joel Armia, Andrew Kopp, and Matias Janmark. I feel like that's definitely a solid line. And then here you got Michael Dalcole, Robbie Fabry, or Dylan Dubé. I feel like you could throw Dubé or Fabry at center there. And I feel like that's just a very good young line. So that'd be a great line there. And on defense, first pair, we got Matthias Ekholm and Justin Falk. That is a very good defense pair, first pair. And on the second pair, you got Marcus Nudavara and Adam Larson. I feel like they're two guys who need to prove themselves, and I feel like they can do that together. And on the third pair, I got Jake Gardner and Brendan Dillon. I feel like Brendan Dillon, maybe he can prove himself, get a point maybe. And then in net... You have Jacob Markstrom and Antti Ranta, and Jake Markstrom as a starter, Antti Ranta backing him up. And then the extras, I have Colton Sevior, Isaac Lundestrom, Philip Cheadle, Connor Carrick, Slater Cuckoo, Jeremy Raw, Austin Wagger, Philip Schlappick, Brendan Montour. Montour could almost actually play NHL, he could be a 7th defenseman, but I just feel like these are the guys who are going to get scratched. Also, I, I put, what's his name now? Philip Grubauer is like technically an extra. He'd play an AHL starter, but that'd be very, that'd be very funny to see him as an AHL starter instead of. He was a starter this season, and he'd be an AHL starter in the crack. And that shows you how good their goaltending would be. And honestly, I feel like they wouldn't get no presence trophy, like no one's near a presence trophy. I feel like they'd be middle of the Pacific Division. Um, great rivalry you could have with the Canucks. I feel like that'd be very good. You could have Markstrom versus Demko. Be a very good rivalry. Very interesting to see. I'd watch all their games. All the Kraken versus Canucks games. That'd be very fun to watch. So, yeah. I'd like to thank you guys for listening to this episode of the podcast. This was a very fun one to do. And, yeah. So, just enjoy your guys' this week. Have a great week. See you next Monday. Thank you for listening.